Hi, I'm Andy Lewis, the writer of The Optionist, a weekly guide to the best material available now that will be the hits of tomorrow, whether it's books, magazine articles, or podcasts. Sign up at theoptionist.substack.com to get it on Fridays. Stay tuned for the Ankler News Podcast next. Welcome to the Angler Hot Seat Podcast. I'm Janice Min, your host today with Tatiana Siegel. Hi, Tatiana. Hello, Janice. You look very warm where you are. <laughs> uh, warm glowy. would be an understatement. Yeah, <laughs> glowy is how you look. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the writer of the amazing The Wake Up newsletter, Sean McNulty, joins us as well. Hi, Sean. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Good. Um, okay, please like and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts every day. And remember to subscribe today to The Angler, which the New York Times calls a hit Hollywood newsletter at theangler.com. Okay, it's summertime. So we have a whole grab bag of topics to discuss today. Um, I think we might get to Comic-Con uh, TCA. Dave Chappelle getting booted from a Minneapolis comedy venue hours before showtime. Uh, but here's what else we are going to talk about. Um, Harvey Weinstein is trending again in Hollywood gag. Uh, we've got trailers for She Said dropping and Kenaletta doing a robust tour for his new book, Hollywood Ending. Um, the Harvey phenomenon is as Tatiana and I probably have talked about a lot is often treated as an outlier that it is a, um, that he was a dark force that got exiled. Um, but Richard, who's not even here to join us, he touched on something really great this week, um, about men, uh, always loving the great men theory that Harvey may be in prison. Um, but we don't seem to care about how the culture currently thinks about all these topics at the moment and that Hollywood maybe might not have changed that much. And Tatiana, you, I think Richard points out that the only other person at that level who seems to have been ousted for bad behavior, well, that's not wrong. I mean, that's not correct. But he, he talks about how Scott Rudin is maybe the only one permanently in a penalty box or seeming so at the moment. Um, I'm curious your take on that. Uh, I mean, there are a couple of others. We haven't seen or heard much from Les Moonves, I suppose, right. lately. Um, then there's a few that are facing criminal, you know, trials soon, like Danny Masterson. Uh, so he's not working. But you see um, these stories that come out, like, for example, Rich McHugh had this bombshell on Elon Musk a couple months ago, uh, where he- We love had Rich. Yes, we love, we love Rich. Um, that story seems to have had no impact at all, at least in terms of Wait, so Elon. what was that story for those who didn't see it? Uh, exactly. Like, it, 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 many may not have seen or heard it um, or read it, but he, um, he reported, he somehow got, like, the documents or seems to have gotten the documents of a settlement agreement made between a Tesla flight attendant. And then they paid for her to get massage training also. And they said, you know, you'll get more hours on the private jet if you can, in addition to serving beverages, also give a massage. And then according to uh, Rich's reporting, there was some settlement uh, agreement that Elon paid in order for um, this woman to go away. $250,000. Yeah, yeah, 
after he um, asked for more than a massage and sexual harassment, uh, allegedly. Um, that allegation really sort of didn't have much of an impact on Elon Musk. Um, the, you saw he continues to be on the board of Endeavor, where he gets to uh, go on yachts with Ari Emanuel and, uh, <laughs> and get hosed has, down. <laughs> or it better. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> by the way, how much do you want to bet that Ari Emanuel is the one who chipped off TMZ to make sure that that photo was taken? He looked great. I Ari mean, amazing. Is he 60? Isn't he? Is he early 60? Probably, yeah. 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 I mean, He's 60 or 61. And um, he had like more like ab definition than Mark Wahlberg. 14, 15 yeah, years Yeah, he's probably like, I'm definitely getting photographed shirtless by this guy. Uh, like, I need to make that happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that photo was kind of the talk of the town for five minutes last week. Well, <laughs> you, you, wrote, you wrote, well, for a longer period of time than the sexual harassment settlement that Elon Musk paid. Uh, the, <laughs> Isn't that a great, uh, very telling point, by very the way? Very telling. <laughs> um, but, Tatiana, you wrote something this week uh, for The Ankler about Brett Ratner, which sort of is, you know, variations on a theme here. Uh, tell us what you wrote about. Yeah, so um, I pointed out that uh, he's trying, or he appears to be trying to make some sort of comeback with, um, you know, taking pictures with James Packer, of all people. Uh, the Rat Pack. Italy. The Rat Pack is back, um, yeah. much to the horror or maybe... Perhaps some people would welcome them back because they definitely brought money into Hollywood. Yeah. James Packer being a billionaire, but they both were deeply um, ensnared in the whole Kevin Shujahara, Charlotte Kirk uh, sexual scandal. And, um, you know, and Packer, both of them, the allegations were horrific that you know, Brett brought this woman to the United States and held over her head that he could have her deported. And um, and then next thing you know, she's being passed around to a group of top executives, including Shujahara. And he's ousted. Brett Ratner's ousted. He had his own, by the way, uh, allegations of sexual harassment. It was like seven or nine women who came out with some pretty toe-curling allegations if i recall yeah yeah, yeah. nine like one was yeah. like an overlap with russell simmons uh yeah. you know the whole, <laughs> the whole nine yards but um you know he was such a pariah three years ago that he couldn't even get a ticket into the black klansman premiere at Cannes. and i remember being at the premiere after party and being told that security was notified not to let him in if he tried to crash it uh so fast forward three years he's back in Cannes. um Unbeknownst to everyone, from what I'm told at Warner Brothers, he somehow made it into the premiere of Elvis and was wearing a tuxedo. He was sort of sitting in the back where not near the executives. No one knows how he got in, but he's trying to kind of bubble back up into the um, ether in Hollywood, I think. Huh. And will this work? <laughs> uh, you know, I think anything will work, but... Um, uh, anything's possible. I think Brett's biggest problem is that, you know, as a director, there's a lot of other directors you could hire and get the exact same 
quality of film. So why bother? They're way better. Yeah. Like they're, I mean, in a way, somebody like Scott Rudin brings a lot more value to the table, if you will. Um, Right. Yes. Or or even Brian Singer, another one who we haven't really seen or heard from in years, but um, Brian Singer, his movies were more elevated and he wrote. Brett is not a writer. Um, I've always been told by agents that writers have the best shot of coming back after a Me Too scandal because you can write and you can, or or any kind of scandal, I should say. Um, you can write and people, if they like it, will possibly make it. You'll never be the face of the movie or the TV show, but um, it's a it's definitely the easier path back. If you're just a director or if you're a non-writer producer, not so much. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming there are a lot of non, non-rapey guys out there who probably are as talented that could get a job <laughs> in their place. Um, but I, I also think it's interesting and it wasn't something that Richard mentioned in his column and maybe I should have given him the note that um that you know me too started in 2017 and who would have thought that five years later the cut that all sorts of the conversation around women went back to the point where where abortion rights became this hotly contested issue well it's not hotly contested it was (laughs) roe versus wade is no longer in many yeah it was overturned and uh the right for you know reproductive freedom for women is gone and was it is it 22 states now or on the, on its way to that so it seems like you know there's a pretty significant rollback that i think makes all that whole me too era almost seem like some fever dream of some something that was a social movement that got underway but didn't really complete itself yeah, and 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 Scott, our producer, has mentioned this idea of like a pendulum swinging, and how you sort of see on the one end like that call to immediate action, which is then followed by complete apathy, and then it sort of falls somewhere in the middle and rests. Um, and I don't know if that's what will happen with the Me Too movement, but certainly Times Up did the Me Too movement no favors by completely imploding in its own scandals, uh, yep. various scandals. So, you know, what, like that that does not help the situation. No, it it, it does not. Um, well, um, I think uh would love to ask what you both of you think. Does Brett Ratner... Is there going to be a Brett Ratner directed movie premiering in the next, let's say, three years anywhere? Hmm. Sean, I'll let you take that first while I quickly no, think. No, not at all. <laughs> um, Brett Ratner makes $100 million movies. He's not an indie director. No one's going to come in and hire him as a studio to front a big movie. It's just, it's not, you know, and to Tatiana's point, you don't need him. It's no, that's the thing. Like if you're a said, touch on a set of talented writer, maybe you have a piece of material that, okay. Or a movie star, can they still bring you money? The director is not, you know, unless you're a real, you know, if we went around outside of people knowing Brett Ratner for what we know about him now, yeah. the Brett Ratner, you know, he's not, he's not I mean, Spielberg into this, but he's not of that echelon of Scorsese. You know, like it doesn't, he's not in that pantheon of director. He made some blockbuster movies, and they were, and that weren't necessarily big critical hits. They're not, you know, this, not so much. I thought everybody 
everyone loved Tower Heist. Uh, yeah, in yeah, the, the last few in Hercules that were not great. So he was actually, you know, he wasn't exactly on a on an upswing when he did get, you know, kind of taken out. So no, there's no. He just showed up again. You know, maybe he'll direct a Kevin Spacey movie. It's like okay, uh, great. You know, like <laughs> they, that's you know that's it. There's not you're not going to see any studio do, touch like, him at all. The Expendables of uh, Me Too right. Exiles. He'll Randall Emmett will hire him to direct <laughs> a movie for you know uh, and yeah. have somebody come in for three days for ten million dollars and like sure like, can he get hired as a director? Yeah, probably with that kind of just foreign action total pre sales kind of thing. Will you see him direct a studio film again ever? Pro- I mean, I would be very surprised if that if that ever happened. Yeah. Okay. I will play devil's advocate here. I, oh. Maybe you are correct with no studio films, but I could see Brett showing up with a movie he directed at Cannes because um, from what I am told, you know, in the reporting of that piece is that his, the way his mindset is, is he can come, he thinks he can come back with a documentary. It's sort of the easiest way. And you, by the way, plenty of documentaries play at Cannes. Um, it's the easiest way for a director to kind of get back in because you can, you can finance it with your own money. Brett Ratner is a very rich person. Um, I don't think a lot of people know that, but like, Oh, he's he made, made a lot of money. Yeah. He made a <laughs> lot of money and it, mostly via that funky rat pack deal um that was at Warner and he had Brothers. Some back end out of those movies too he had a really you know his agent did a good job i will mention you know like he was attached to the millie vanilli you know biopic that was out there for a while this is after the scandal produced by millennium media which is also part of the randall emma thing um uh, yeah. so he's <laughs> already been learner. dropped from a project because they couldn't get the money to do like, this is not of recent but it was in 20 2020 was last year 2021 so, you know, they, he's tried this and it's not taking, Tatiana, I didn't mean to interrupt your, your point, but, you know, he's no attempted more. this and a documentary is not going like, okay, great. And what is he a great documentary filmmaker? I'm sorry, but did we miss that? I missed the great uh, Brett Ratner docu <laughs> out there that he has a talent for this back to like, what can you do? He's not, you know, that's not something that he's lived in in a, in a way that's, you know meaningful or an Oscar worthy or things like that. So, you know, by the way, when, when Tatiana, when Tatiana and I worked at the Hollywood reporter, he was someone who, he was one of those sort of prickly people who would write you an email if he was mentioned in some way that wasn't fully glowing. Um, and, uh, and I think that this just, I can't, I mean, boohoo, but I can I can imagine that the last five years, without this sort of media attention and um, being in this world that he just seemed to thrive in, um, and gave him this environment to conduct himself conduct himself in the way he did, must be killing him. I mean, must be, must, must be. Well, that's yeah. how he's trying to get into premiere parties. Like you yeah. know, he doesn't like, like that's just, that's your sign number one. You know, like really, do you need to even be here? No. Do you yeah. have? Are you have all the money in the world to go away and live your life? Yes. He need he has that. It's his Why oxygen. Would you, yeah, exactly right. But that is not enough for somebody like Brett Ratner. He wants to be back in oh, the game. Sure. And I mean, and and he and I am told from a very good source that he is possibly ghost directing somebody else's movie. Um, I'm not going to give away too many details because I am not, oh. like I have been trying to sort of track this down and and confirm it, but um, there are people out there who 
don't know how to direct a documentary for at all. And they might have Brett come in as a producer and Brett will really direct it. Wow. He's like the like a ringer, basically, like an <laughs> anonymous ringer to get something done. Um, he did make a Helmet Lang documentary. Sorry, I do remember oh, he that. Did? So that. Yes. Or he produced, he, he was behind it. I'm not sure exactly if he was director or not. It was probably Maybe he ghost seven directed it. No, no, he was very, no, no, trust me. He was very out in front of it. No, no, no. He was a, it was a Brett Ratner j- joint. Uh, so yeah. I, but I, I don't think Brett Ratner was doing anything quietly or behind the scenes. No, until, no, 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 no. His name was, it was, on, it was on HBO. That's why I actually helped to promote it. That's why I remember it. Uh, oh, probably right. about 2013, something like that. But it was oh a, while, a while ago. So. All right. Well, let's let's change anyway, topics. Yeah, so Sean, you're you're joining us like fresh off another earnings call. Your favorite thing to do. We talked about Netflix earlier this week, and um, and I want to hear what kind of response you got to your column where you really dove into uh, the up uh, the future business and prospects of Netflix. But tell tell us what call you just got off of. Yeah, so Snapchat is the uh, bell of the ball today. They just did their call, which is an actual call and not a quote interview or whatever Netflix was doing. Um, so this is actual analysts getting to ask real questions as as all these earnings calls go. So Janice, this is a different format than the one I told you about uh, with Netflix the other day. Um, so you know, essentially, advertisers are pulling back. Uh, they are 100 percent pretty much 100% advertiser base in terms of revenue. Um, and they are seeing extreme pullback. Um, and why so is that? Well, the economy. So this is essentially, uh, and and to their point, it's almost as if our platform is too easy, easy to cancel your advertising. So oh. they're like, you can cancel it and the revenue has gone like that. And that's where like, oh, and that's exactly what we're seeing. And, and I think we may have talked this, about this before, but they were heavily reliant or probably too heavily skewed on, say, brand advertising versus direct response advertising. And the first thing that goes in a recession is brand advertising. So, so they're brand, feeling they're on the front lines. So brand advertising, tell, just explain the difference. Um, sure. Well, I'll say direct, uh, direct response is really like, uh, hey, Warby Parker, go buy these glasses right yep. now. That kind of thing. Brand advertising may be uh, luxury products, uh, Vuv Coco. I mean, they're probably Kraft mac and cheese. Uh, yes, exactly. Okay. Okay. Not, so not a direct call to action. Maybe consumer thing. packaged goods, automotive, like the yep. traditional Did, image enhancing advertising. Okay. Yes, exactly. And they didn't specify any particular sectors that were, you know, pulling back of all those things you kind of mentioned, but essentially they're now saying they're for Q3, which we're in right now, they're going to be flat in revenue versus last year, which is, I'll give you the breakdown. So the first quarter was plus 38% revenue year over year. Uh-huh. Q2 was plus 13%. And now Q3 they're saying will be zero. Um. Okay. So is this, a canary in the coal mine <laughs> for Hollywood because this is uh, well, those, this is yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Those brands uh, are the kind of brands that Netflix is probably going after hard right now. Well, Netflix is very happy they went on Tuesday and not tomorrow because um, they didn't get yeah. any of these questions about um, how are you going to get advertising money if 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 Snapchat's telling money? us advertiser people are <laughs> they're pulling back, but. You know who's up next is everybody else who has an ad-supported version. Now, the thing about the, the streamers is they don't, you know, pulling that kind of advertising is a little bit 
you know, you can't quite flip the switch as you can on a, on a Snapchat, which is like, you can cancel your order tomorrow. It's done. TV works in a little bit. And there's also combo things where you buy linear, you buy streaming. So it's a little more, and the upfronts were very good. The upfronts could yep. have come at a better time because they got a lot of money. And if that upfront had happened two months later, I guarantee you the results would have been far worse. Right. It's very hard to pull that upfront money back. Right. You can cut your, you know, other spends, but so the nature of the, the streaming business and the TV business is a little more less susceptible to this where social media is extremely susceptible to all of this. So it's not necessarily the streaming calls that they're going to get asked about this hundred percent. So Paramount plus is, or sorry, Comcast is up next on third, next Thursday. Oh. So they're going to get this question right, right off the bat. And that's to, that they're probably, I think Josh, you asked me last time, who's kind of rewriting their scripts about what they're going to say. Comcast is now rewriting their script of like, okay, we have to either address this or have an answer for it. One of the two, because oh they just God. came off saying so some, some poor Peacock, team is getting called back in from their weekend the house. Corporate comms people are uh, being called back from wherever they are. Yeah, they're they're not going to have a, a short weekend anymore. Their their summer Friday just got canceled. So yeah. um, <laughs> so that's kind of so we won't really see too much more. And well, the things that's going to happen, Janice, now it's the social media companies are up next. So Tuesday is Google, and Facebook is on Wednesday. And Everyone's that's exactly, favorite company, Facebook. Right. But they're the ones who are the most susceptible to this exact situation. And they're the ones who are really, I mean, Comcast will have to address it, but this is, this is, this is exactly what Facebook's business model is. They're 98% advertising revenue based and most of their money wow. comes from small mom and Wait. pop. Advertising. What's the other two? What's the other? Two I don't know. VR, VR goggles. Oh, I don't know. The, whatever. The stuff Oculus, that nobody actually uses um, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, Snapchat doesn't have that kind of small mom and pop business. They're much more of a larger advertiser business. But you got to think in with inflation, with everything else, is the mom and pop business spending more on Facebook or less on Facebook these days. And that's what, so. Well, okay. Question for you. Is TikTok having an advertiser pullback? Well, TikTok's not a public company, so they don't say oh, anything. Well, so we don't have to. So yeah, we don't know. We'll to know. know. But, they, but Snapchat was asked by our friend, Rich Greenfield was like, so is this Snapchat taking your lunch? Or uh, he, he said it in a much different way. And they didn't really answer the question of like, is this a problem of a competitor taking your money or advertisers just pulling back? And they yeah. didn't quite really talk about that not do surprisingly when, do you remember when everyone used to send you their pictures with the filter like you know i'm a dog or I, whatever and like do people <laughs> i mean maybe because we're all older and smarter now but like people don't really share those anymore right or i feel like it's they're not in part of the conversation the currency of conversation i mean obviously tiktok is i mean how many times a day do you get sent a tiktok by someone Right, right, like all yeah. all the time, and yeah. yeah, you know, funny funny things on Snapchat, like not so much. Um, so yeah, the, the the bloom is off the rose. Not that, not that people aren't using it. Their engagement is still very high. The user growth is still very good. It's just that advertisers are pulling back their money. So like, it's not like people aren't using the product anymore, which is a bigger a bigger problem if you had like a drop in you know of users. But you're right; it's not the hot. They're not the new kid on the block. They're not the hot new thing anymore. They haven't had a new innovation to kind of like have that moment where you are sharing those things. You know, you yeah. just don't see that anymore. Now it's TikToks. You're exactly 100% right, Jen. So we we also talked about um, before we started uh, about Evan Spiegel's comments and this whole new way that executives seem to just be like 
owning their problems early instead of letting problems happen to them or what can you can you elaborate on what we were talking about yeah i'll elaborate a bit but i do want to get because i think something you heard was like really like triggered this kind of an idea in your brain i'm curious what about evan because evan anything has nothing to hide behind this is bad like the stock is down 25 percent after hours like there's no he couldn't there was no spin he could put on this that like (laughs) oh you know it's like no i we're we're have a problem here um and they've lost you know so essentially they've now lost 700 or what was the number? 800. It's about a 30, say, say it's $780 million in the first half of this year. They've only made $2.2 billion. So essentially <laughs> they're, they're losing a lot of money and they're about to lose a lot more money. So when you have that kind of numbers, those kind of numbers coming in, Evan's got nothing to, you know. Evan uh, Spiegel said, while the continued growth of our community increases in the long-term opportunity for our business, our financial results for Q2 do not reflect our ambition. So, I mean, that's a little bit like touchy feely. No, I guess it sounds like a disappointed parent. Uh, yeah. It does not. Re- your grades do not reflect our ambition for you, uh, young Snapchat. Uh, yeah. You need to do better next time. I've, you know. Uh, well, curiously, you're using that word parent. He did not actually come to the earnings call. Is that unusual? Um, no CEOs. I mean, it's a financially based call. So a lot of times the CFO and those kinds of, they play a bigger role in presidents along those lines. So it depends upon the company. It's not unheard of, um, by any means. Um, so that's just like, as the face of the company, he's choosing not to be on the front lines of, of, of it in a certain way. And that he's issued a statement obviously, but he wasn't going to be sitting in front of the analysts doing that kind of, if it were a really, really good report today, would he sit there? (laughs) I don't know that he would either in his defense. I don't, yeah. So I think he just does, it's just not his, his role at the company per se, in this case, where it's a little more nuts and bolts. kind of. And I think a lot of people forget who the chair of the board of Snapchat is because there's a very close Hollywood connection. Um, Tatiana, do you want to remind sure. us? Sure, that would be former Sony uh, CEO and chairman um, Michael Linton, who, um, if you oh, recall, yes. b- back in the during the Sony hack days, um, was sort of like I don't want to say he abandoned ship, but he was very quickly after the hack happened spotted in New York, where I remember Sony staffers were aghast that he was not there back in Culver City where like everyone was in complete panic mode. Um, and you have your CEO, you know, in New York, like getting snapped by paparazzi. <laughs> right. And and, and I, if we recall the stories at the time around the Sony hack, uh, there were certain protocols not in place security-wise at the company, or at least that was the conventional belief. Um, and... Uh, and um, and there were embarrassing revelations from many many people who worked at Sony. Uh, yeah, but- Michael Michael's own email uh, inbox was dumped out into the ether with uh, while he didn't have as many embarrassing details as Amy Pascal, um, he definitely took some heat for. I remember there was one about um, how he reacted to some sort of like college sexual something scandal and he sort of it was like an email exchange with somebody and it did not look good like after he had made his point but um he definitely did not have the kind of amy pascal uh by the way scott rudin uh exchanges where they were like 
let's uh what should i invite obama to and scott rudin was like uh how about django like it, you know, yeah very django unchained yeah no it yeah. was it wasn't uh, yeah it, it didn't reflect particularly well as none of our emails would i would like to add on us yeah. um but yeah but then uh amy amy seemed to take, she take sort the of she took the fall and I mean, Michael Linton, he became like the luckiest man in the world, like becoming he's got to be worth over a billion dollars now with whatever. He's made his... a lot of money. It's not hopefully he sold more of his stock before right. today um, yeah. or before this year. But yeah, like that's real. Not to say that you don't make good money at Sony, but uh, he probably has made a lot of money at Snapchat and you don't hear his name. You just, I, and honestly, until you guys brought it up, I really have not even thought about it or even heard anybody talk about his name in association with that company. And he's the chairman you said right i think yeah, right? yeah. like you know it's not yeah. like he's a a board member like it's a you know like he's an active member of the company and you just don't not you know you, evan spiegel has such a you know and due, due respect he observes it but for a person who's a chairman of the company he's not associated with that company and he's been there a while you know it's like it's like he just started there you know so i think he went right after the sony hat i, I think mean, you're right i think that after. was yeah so it's really it's interesting point i don't know what to make of it per se but it's just like one of those like i'll go back to my other quote huh huh, huh. he's still there okay well, okay you know i'm just quickly googling some of these emails oh my god like <laughs> Going back what? in time, Jess. oh my god! Like Mike, uh, <laughs> uh, Kevin Hart is called a whore. I mean, <laughs> not, not by Michael Linton, but in a, but he's on the communication. That was that would have been Clint Clint Culpepper. Yeah, yeah. Clint Culpepper. Oh. <laughs> ding, ding. oh boy! Oh, the screen gems, screen oh gems. Oh my god! Okay. Yeah. Um, but oh god, like stuff about the Steve Jobs biopic. Um, spider-man comedy might be in the works that never happened um and just lots of like negative employee feedback um and i remember there was one where tom rothman had said something about like joking that will smith's kids are homeschooled so what do you expect Ooh. and <laughs> in retrospect tom was kind of like maybe a little bit of a oracle there with uh, the smith family yeah <laughs> Um, and then, uh, then I'm just reading something from Vox when they wrote about the hack. But one of their points was that uh, that Sony executives make terrible PowerPoints, and they're 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 ridiculing <laughs> their design taste. <laughs> wow, that's really hitting yeah, below that, the belt. So, that yeah, would oh that would be very painful yeah. for me if someone said that. Um, uh, anyway, all right. Well, oh, so one. Will you just remind us because someone brought this up on a call with me today? What were the favorite shows, Reed and Ted? Going back to the Netflix earning call at the at the end when they were asked their sure. favorite shows, what did they say? Yeah. Uh, well, Ted went with The Gray Man, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Which Janice now knows is on this Friday. This Friday. Thank you for marketing that to me. <laughs> Because clearly, it didn't that impression didn't take hold beforehand, which no. is like, no. which is, I totally get it. Um, I believe Greg, who's the COO or president now, he was Umbrella Academy. Reed went with this Michael Pollan four-part documentary on psychedelics. Ah. I think it's called something like How to Expand Your Mind or How to How okay. to Change Your Mind, yeah. and it was uh, which essentially uh, like with like. 
PTSD, like people be treating with the um, soldiers with like LSD essentially and how yeah. the powers yeah. of LSD yeah, can like unlock your mind. So, is, is really exactly. So it's a four part docuseries, which is interesting, but not something that's. Uh, oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. You, that's you, not promoted. You did though, watch but... it, Tatiana? Yeah. It looks good. Yeah, it's on my list. So, but it's just not like a. <laughs> they didn't spend uh, two hundred million dollars on it. I guess would be like, and you know, this was Reed's choice. But it was, you know, it's a, yeah. it speaks to Reed. I don't, which is I, which I kind of liked. Do you secretly, or maybe not secretly, do you go to ayahuasca on the weekends? Is there, is there something we don't know about you? Oh, no doubt. Don't don't all the Silicon Valley people um, microdose oh, and the Chelsea Handler over? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. All right. So. You, Tatiana, you have, like, in the course of recording this, there's breaking news, which will not be breaking by the time people listen to this. But uh, what is it here? Uh, The Television Critics Association, better known as TCA, has canceled all in-person components of this year's summer press tour. And I'll read you a quote from the announcement. Despite network's enthusiasm and agreement to schedule a robust in-person press tour, Growing concerns over the BA.5 COVID variant in Los Angeles County's impending indoor mask mandate combined to make scheduling days challenging, if not impossible. I mean, let's just start. Sean, you worked at HBO. Everybody hates TCAs. They hate going. The studio, the networks don't like it. They find the critics incredibly contentious. I mean, were they just, do you think there were some networks that were just like, please, God, give me some reason to not do this. Oh, 110%. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> at Comic-Con this week. So I don't know that like, oh, we don't want to, you know, I think it's a, right, I don't want like to the whole the pa- COVID I don't drop the at 9 a.m. And <laughs> I don't want to sit in this room and no one liked doing it. And they've done it for almost or three sessions, maybe four virtual. And it's been fine. The coverage has come out. So they've looked at it and been like, I don't know that we need to go I don't need to be there. And this is exactly right, Janice. This is just the, I mean, it's look, I mean, COVID is COVID and I'm going to, I don't want to downplay the state of COVID in LA right now, but there it's not, the, the industry is not shut down and all the journalists were going to be required to wear masks. And like, you know, they were putting all the precautions in place. So everybody being at a 60,000, 60,000 person gathering in San Diego right now, all of a sudden be like, yeah, we can't get in a room with the, uh, with the, you know, 75, hundred journalists. Like, yeah, sounds, sounds unsafe to us. So I think they just figured out we can do it and we don't need to go out there and we don't need to spend them. You know, it's not a lot of money, but it's, you know, the trailers are done. Whatever they prepared is done. And, uh, well, I, I think that. If you if you're an executive and you're thinking about all the potential questions you could be asked right now, like well, right. That's it, and the timing, you're right. It, Sorry, yeah. go ahead, Janice. It's, exactly yeah, right. I mean, you you were we're having the same thought. You would just be like, ah, we'll sit this one out. I mean, the beauty of Zoom for them, I'm assuming, is you can mute people, you can select <laughs> who you call on. Um, there's no your, your camera burden. can go out. Yeah, uh, you know, yes. yeah. There oh, my bad Wi-Fi. Difficult... Yeah, uh, like you can... right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, but this is happening, you know, it always does, but right during earnings season, you know, and TCA historically, you know, the business has changed so much where before it's just about the shows and, you know, like creatively what's going on next season. Summer was, you know, nothing is in season right now, that kind of thing. Now you may get questions about how's your advertiser model right, going, exactly. you know, That's which what they I don't want to sit in front of. And HBO had already said, we're not going in and they still have not set a date or Warner Brothers Discovery has still not set a date for their, their earnings call yet. So still waiting to see what's going to happen there. So they're going to, the questions are not maybe just about 
oh, who's in season three anymore? The, you know, they can ask whatever they want. So they may be like, well, we'll do it virtually and exactly right. Hmm. Um, yeah. The, so. the, by the way, the 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 actual rest of that um, uh, email said shows in production cannot or do not want to right. break COVID bubbles. Producers, writers, talent, and publicists are not willing to appear in person, except for down except the highway, for three, <laughs> exactly two hours south of town. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and uh -huh. how many how many of those people will be dining inside at Sunset Tower? Uh, you know. <laughs> Like uh, next Wednesday night instead. Um, yeah, so. it's very curious, you know. So yes, but <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. That's all. It will it, go on virtually. It it is what it is. Um, I I think maybe the last topic we'll hit today is because we didn't talk about this yet. Um, in television critics, and this kind of ties into TCA critics love certain things and they don't love or they don't like get too excited about other things. But one of the I want to talk about Yellowstone, which didn't, which got completely snubbed by the Emmys, which is a little bit old news now. But it's, um, I mean, why do we think that happened? Do you do you have any thoughts? Well, by the way, it may be old news, but people are still talking about it. People okay. are people are kind of outraged because it it's not just like for the masses entertainment, it is the most popular show on television, but it actually has like a lot of great craftsmanship. And um, I was very skeptical and refused to watch it. I was like, I'm not going to watch this. And I got taken in. Like I, I'm definitely. I, I mean now. to watch it. People like everyone. I've no one has said to me, uh, Oh, you know, overhyped. Um, yeah. so I, would, I would like to watch it. I'm, I think it was described to me as succession on a ranch does that yes okay exactly like if you can if you can like succession you like it's got that same like you know lots of dr pecking order drama and um yeah it's it, i mean it is really great so yeah why the emmys i mean they did give it three nominations but it, it it's bigger than the emmy snub there's sort of this idea in hollywood that like what actually pleases people and makes money is still always sort of out of favor when it comes to what uh, is being greenlit or right. you know what is being uh, like developed at times. Out. Yeah, like I, definitely developed and like greenlit. Yeah, I, I I would hope that they're trying to make money, but there's so much in development that you're just like, what? Who so I is well, <laughs> that's an interesting point. Like you know, Hollywood, as we all know, hits baguette imitators yeah will the will yellowstone be copied like that's a thing like i mean abc tried it with something recently yeah, and nbc it announced some kind of like you know the, where's the five imitators of the most popular show on television you know like we don't you know as much as succession or white lotus are talked about like they're not imitating it's only going to really get you the same audience and diminishing returns like yellowstone is 14 million people if you had a hit that was in half of that you can get 7 million people. And I don't really know that I see that happening. I mean, you know, or too much, or at least it's certainly not successfully, but um, that's one thing that's curious about Hollywood's typical reaction to a hit is to copy it 20 times. And I don't know that that's really happening. So maybe there is that bias a bit or whatever you want to call it, Janice. I don't even know. Yeah. Um, cognitive dissonance. I don't even know really like what that is. Like usually or it's in run a rush. away from whatever is working. Like don't right. do what's working. 
right. match, usually you run toward it. So I will say in this case, you know, Yellowstone's also on Paramount Network and no, it's just on a not hot place. Right. So if you no one knows where it is. If Yellowstone were an HBO, would this would this even if someone's on AMC, it would yes, you know, like AMC, so yeah. maybe a better now, you know, like it would be probably a lot different perceived, but Paramount Network is not, you know, and I don't know that Viacom is really putting a lot of money and they don't own the streaming rights. So they don't, you know, the incentivization of like pressing for the noms is not there with every other traditional show that's out there. Yeah. I forgot there was a Paramount network, but I was, well, so that's exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, so I was, my mother who I was visiting has cable TV and you know, nothing, she doesn't have a smart TV. So there are no streaming apps on it. And nice. so we were watching Xfinity and I'm going through the guide and, and Top Gun, one was on so i'm like ah we'll watch this and like and i was like like and then some branding came on for paramount network and i I like i couldn't really remember what it was or that it existed and i'm like is this parent like is this like free paramount plus i just couldn't quite figure it out but anyway that does say something yeah, and plays a finance. That's the old Spike TV, really. Oh my like, God, what what Spike was TV. like that's you know, it was these right, which you do, which brings a bell immediately, right? Yes. You're like, oh, and this is what evolved. They never built the Paramount Network brand into something. Yellowstone took off in spite of the lack of investment or whatever we want to call it. <laughs> and now they're like, and they sold off the streaming rights to Peacock, and they're like, Well, we have a hit show somewhere. It's for a network we don't care about and don't want to invest in, and we don't have any real Outside of the advertising, you know, they're using it to, to launch Paramount Plus because they're like, oh, here are all the spinoffs on Paramount Plus is your home. So that's really been, I guess those are the spinoffs are all Taylor doing more shows. He's spinning himself off is really what maybe so the answer is. Paramount Network, which is on cable television and Peacock, the least or among the least uh, subscribed to streaming services. So mm-hmm. there you go. Right. There you go. I mean, also right. just had an awareness. Who's also not going to promote the yeah. Remy's. So, you know. But no it all, I think also like show. it doesn't have that thing where like up ed columns are going to be written about this show. Like, right. It, it, it got a little bit of New York Times love, but if not, I understand what you're saying. There's not 20 million white lotus, you know, it doesn't have that kind of love. The hot black, takes you know? on Yellowstone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what happened this week? Is that the succession? Like, you know, where yeah, the better the recap, call Saul, like Vulture, which we're seeing now. Yeah. Vulture, right. Exactly. <laughs> like it's not getting that kind of love, which is exactly what the, you know, the, not just the executives, the writers and creatives in the business. And that's what they, you know. And you it just, doesn't look. have like Handmaid's Tale, like where it's not like, um, like a Handmaid's Tale that launched a thousand op-eds because people could fold it into whatever's going on with like abortion rights or blah 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 yeah. that like it's yellowstone in a way it sort of exists the way entertainment sort of should which is like it's entertaining and it's a show it has yeah. no yeah. social message right yeah. is, is it, i mean does it, is it important capital i in any way in the way i i mean not really right it's just entertaining it's, it's entertaining and it's really well done. I mean, I would say it's in a way like Game of Thrones in the sense that it doesn't really exist in our current time. Like whatever's going on there, it's, it, you can't really extrapolate and say, oh, well, that that's sort of a, a metaphor for today, how the farmer is being pushed aside by well, big agra or well, you know like yeah you could throw it back to dallas like you know it's like oh if you want to go really way back in this machine it's like it's a family dynasty show set in an industry that is not new york or la and it's like great and that captures a lot of people so you know i don't know yeah it's not, it's, it's not flashy which is what i guess the, maybe the problem is too but 
It works. It's a th- well, it's almost a throwback. I, I guarantee whatever that spinoff is, that was like 1882 and became 1883 or whatever the like strange title switch they did was. Did you know? Like, I think they didn't they change that, it too. Wasn't it like 1883 and then they changed it to like 1887? Like they changed yeah, the day. Well, it was like the, oh my god, it's now the, <laughs> another the, year. The, the Harrison Ford Helen Mirren yes. one, which is the next one that dropped back ten years. So that was the, the oh, latest okay. one. So that will yes. get not, I'm I'm pretty much that one. Well, yeah, yeah, Helen Mirren and Harrison Ford. Yeah, that's getting nominated for sure. So um, that may be the thing that happens. Yeah. And that's Paramount Plus. So that actually Paramount Plus will get behind that and you know where to find that. It's not the Paramount Network problem. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I think we all need to go sit in some air conditioning somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We all have to go see Nope and sit in a theater. Air oh my conditioning. God. I, I go. don't do horror, even though that got kind of rapturous reviews, right? Yeah. The, I mean, their word of mouth has been great on the trades. Tatiana, have you heard or seen it or anything like that? Yeah. People are definitely talking about Nope because uh, Jordan Peele's last movie, it wasn't like a huge hit. Um, Oh God, what was his last movie called? Well, Us um, was the... Uh, in between, but uh, yeah, but the out. one before that, Get Out, was like, you know, I think a lot of people have high hopes that like it's back to, you know, that kind of Jordan deal. I think Nope's going to be just massive. Like, I think so yeah. too. I yeah. think so too. Yeah. Massive. Which um, is great. It's exciting. You know, it's like it's, it makes movie business fun. And also um, like it's not pre-existing ip yes right? it's an like, original original concept yes exactly yeah, like how exciting um yeah yeah uh okay well um any final thoughts want to just share what you're watching currently uh i will say that i'm finally watching the white lotus oh my god what <laughs> took you so long it's do you love I it write a daily newsletter janice i don't have a lot of time at night to watch television i'm analyzing snapchat reports and but you uh, have you know... like you seem to create 37 hours a day for yourself so i'm surprised <laughs> So, so you love it? and it's now, um, it's kind of what I, I'm two episodes in, so, you know, it gets I think much I'm, better. I mean, I think that's probably the, it gets really good. It's a little I weird think so. and you're like, do I want to stick with it? And then it's just really good. Yeah. So. That's what I'm kind of, so I'm giving you a little benefit. I'm, I'm on the right place to probably answer the question, but yeah. I see why everybody in LA and New York loves it. Exactly. I'm like, yep. This is why they relate to these people. They don't necessarily relate to the Yellowstone people. Right. And I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. why it's, you know, well, good show. Not, not The quality is good. I'm not like, it's just just that. But that's why that show has 30 whatever nominations in Yellowstone. Well, has three. you I'm also like, wonder yeah. how many people who watched White Lotus realized it was a... It was an ironic or, uh, you know, mocking wow. portrayal of... Depends upon your point of view on that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, Tatiana, what anyway. are you watching? Uh, I don't know if it was you or Richard or both of you kept yammering away about hacks and I gave in. Oh, I, me. I'm like an idiot. I did too. I, so, yeah. 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 Richard, I think Richard, I think all three, also... all three of us did. Yeah. All three of us did, Tatiana. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm a fan. I'm, I'm, okay. uh, I've, I've started and I am happily along for the ride. Oh, nice. It's very funny. Um, I Janice, yes. It just started. We crashed. It seems highly entertaining. I had read, I've read one of the we workbooks that was very very good and you know great story i'm also kind of midway through the dropout so i'm in the silicon valley scamsters phase of summer viewing um and i just watched pachinko which i which took me a while to get to i loved the book um series was it was clearly built to out to be two seasons already because they end kind of abruptly and anyway it was um definitely looked 
I, I understand it was one of the most, it was more expensive than the last season of Game of Thrones for this season, which is oh, what wow. Entertainment Strategy Guy has told me. And and I think they've talked about this openly and you definitely see the expense on, on the screen. It's very Apple, very okay. prestige. Um, did, you, did you like it? I liked it. I, I, thought, okay. it, I thought it was good. Um, it, okay. Not, not like, it was not like, to the word at all to the book so it was like okay. something completely in some ways completely different but it was very good so okay. um okay well there are more earnings calls next week maybe we'll talk about one of those next time we it's gather it's gonna be a big week next week that's huge week what's big next so just lay it out quickly. well you're gonna have google so you're gonna have youtube numbers with all this, all this digital advertising stuff's gonna come up yeah facebook you've got comcast on thursday so and you have spotify so you can get some digital music you know so you're just gonna have a lot of sectors coming in from digital advertising to audio streaming to actual streaming and also tv network biz at comcast plus broadband numbers and larger cable biz numbers at comcast too so a lot of sectors will be chiming in next week and then a lot to lot to cover okay. at least for it's a big week for me janice i'm gonna say maybe not the biggest week in like hollywood chatter but from a business point of view for the media nerd here i'm uh this it's, is kind of like yeah, prime it's, time it's this oscar is, week for media it's nerds. oscar week for media nerds super yeah. bowl week how about that exactly there we go um, and it's oscar week for real nerds with comic-con so we can definitely talk about comic-con next oh week. my god um, get your costume ready tatiana um, <laughs> um, get my sanitizer ready no. yeah <laughs> your your n95 respirator on <laughs> <laughs> okay um well thank you everyone um remember to subscribe to the ankler at the thanks so much um sean tatiana go get in your ac and i'll talk to you soon <laughs>